In association with InsureTech Ireland, this is InsureTech Radio, episode number three. With me, Connor Sweetman. Our guest this week is Stan Nazarenko of PipRate. Welcome to InsureTech Radio. Stan Nazarengo is the founder of PipRate, a blockchain-based data exchange platform for the insurance industry. PipRate's blockchain-backed data wallets offer a more secure and efficient means of transferring data amongst parties in the insurance value chain. Stan has 20 years' experience in the insurance and investment management industries. Prior to starting PipRate, he worked at Renaissance Re, where he was a vice president of risk modeling systems. Stan is also the co-founder of InsureTech Ireland. InsureTech Ireland is an Irish community of insurance and technology industry professionals who get together and share ideas and knowledge about how technology is changing insurance. Please enjoy this conversation with Stan Nazarenko. Stan, you're very welcome to InsureTech Radio. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good stuff. So, Stan, how would you define InsureTech or what does InsureTech mean to you? good question it's a it's a very popular term these days the way i would define it is um, that it's a combination of uh, technology focused um, products that either challenge the existing model of insurance or have potential to be transformative for our industry that's a good distinction i think so uh, can you elaborate maybe on the first one you know to transform um, well, um, if we look at uh, the way uh, and the role technology played in, in the insurance industry over over its history, insurance always had a large focus on technology. It's one of the most technology-heavy industries um, in existence. Yet, why are we talking about InsureTech now? What, what what's different? Um, why why is it? Now that we think that technology is going to make much bigger difference, I think there's a number of uh, reasons for that. I think uh, despite uh, its heavy tech focus, um, insurance as an industry has been lagging behind uh, other areas like fintech uh, and uh, telecommunications. Um, and I believe now is a good time. And, and uh, if we look at uh, existing propositions in this area, so I see at least two big uh, classes of propositions. One is about opening new channels and uh, using technologies to build new products. This is where uh, these products can challenge the existing model. Um, and the second big class is um, something which is more interesting for me personally is um, the uh, propositions which have this potential to be transformative, so it's it's changing something very fundamental in our industry. And I, I never really would have. I don't think it's immediately obvious that um, techn- uh, sorry, insurance is a technology heavy industry. Like, can you elaborate a little bit on what you mean by that? Um, okay. Well, first of all, uh, if you think about the, the nature of insurance uh, compared to um, most of uh, other industries, 
Because insurance is about future, it's because we are trying to evaluate what may or may not happen in the future. Uh, we cannot just uh, look at um, some 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 physical things around it, uh, around us. We we need to look at data. So so data has always been uh, one of the fundamental input factors into um, writing insurance business. And, uh, and therefore, with data comes technology. So, okay, yeah, I never really appreciate that, that subtlety. Um, so this is so using the data, I suppose, to, <laughs> as best we can to predict the future. Exactly, yes. Do you remember when you first heard the term InsureTech? I think uh, that was back in my um, reinsurance days. Um, so I, I was um, very uh, lucky to work in Renaissance Reinsurance, one of the leading uh, reinsurers in the world. And back then, um, as a very technology-minded company, we were looking at what's happening in the insurtech space and what it potentially means for us and our business. So that was my, I think, first time, um, first time I was exposed to, to this term. And uh, ever since then, uh, I guess the, the bug of, of InsureTech uh, was, um, was somewhere close to me and eventually it bit me and I decided to try it myself. Do you remember when it bit you? <laughs> um, not precisely, but uh, <laughs> I, I made my decision uh, to hurt? Um, give it a go uh, a year and a half ago. So it was uh, in spring 2017. Um, so that was with PipRate, was it? That's right, yes. So um, tell, tell me, yeah, it, tell me about PipRate. Yeah, sure. So um, PipRate started a good while uh, before that. Um, data um, as um, as a part of our life, as part of technology, has always interested me. And um, over a couple of years, um, I, um, I've been playing with um, different new ideas and new models, how uh, we can rethink uh, the model of data in the industry and what it may mean for the industry. And, uh, and eventually... Uh, as I said, uh, this uh, insurtech bug bit me finally, and I decided to turn this vision into reality. So what do we do uh, at BitRate? Essentially, we solve the insurance industry's fundamental data sharing problems. So we give companies in the insurance space a way to share data that creates trust, accountability, and transparency, the, um, the features of, of our business, which has have always been um, pivotal to success. And to do that, we use uh, blockchain or, to be precise, distributed ledger technologies um, for a number of reasons, which we may actually talk about later if, if, if you wish to. Absolutely. Uh, and um, this allows us to uh, go one step further. So once we have this safe and transparent way to share and transfer data between uh, different parties of the insurance value chain, we uh, can combine these disjointed data sets into a global 
what we call the knowledge graph. It is in our unique model, which gives um, a global perspective uh, uh, around risk and risk representations. Uh, and uh, by using this model, we ensure that data quality can actually improve naturally over time. So this is where we see ourselves making a big difference. Okay, cool. So I, I understood a, um, a, a certain percentage of that. <laughs> so maybe we, can we break down uh, some of the terms? Because I'm definitely um, out of my depth uh, uh, when, when we start talking about distributed ledgers and blockchain. Um, I have a very, very... Um, What's the word? I have a very superficial understanding of uh, what blockchain is. So let, let's just start there. What What is blockchain? Okay. Um, I will try to give you a slightly unorthodox definition. Great. Hopefully it will be helpful. Um, if we move away from uh, the traditional uh, context uh, when we discuss blockchain, which is just payments and, and transactions, and think about blockchain as, as just a technology and what it enables, I really like to think about blockchain as a way to establish a shared view of certain area or like the way we like calling it uh, the, the, the state of the world where um, everyone in your business network has exactly the same understanding of this state of the world. So there is no questioning, uh, no ambiguity. Everyone gets the same picture. Okay, and how, how does it enable that? Um, well, internally, um, blockchain uses combination of cryptography and, and game theory and a uh, few other fancy mathematical tricks mm -hmm. to make it happen. For, for the end user, I, I really hope that uh, very soon um, we will not need to talk about any of these uh, complicated matters and, again, think about the impact. And so, the impact yeah. is that we don't need to worry about, like, do we see the same picture? A simple example may be uh, about something which we all share and we all use every single day of our lives. Uh, example may be, let's say, arithmetics, maths. So we all know that 3 plus 2 is 5 and we don't need to um, confirm it, we don't need to question it. And by having this shared understanding, we gain tremendous uh, value as a, as a society. Yeah. Same thing applies to blockchain, but in a lot more um, complicated cases when it's not just as simple as uh, some theoretical operations, but we're talking about data, we're talking about money, we're talking about value. So, and when you say, and that's interesting, so you say eventually we won't even be talking about um, uh, what's under the bonnet in terms of, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, cryptography, game theory, etc. It'll just be something that the user will use and it'll just be normal. Is that what you mean? Yes, absolutely. Cool. So, can you give me an example of like for Piprate actually? What 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 is, what, what is the user experience as such, or who are the users of of your technology? Our users would be um, um, insurance companies, uh, reinsurers, reinsurance brokers, 
um, literally any um, participants of the insurance value chain who are um, having a lot of pain and incur a lot of cost around processing data. In terms of user experience, uh, this is exactly how we approach it. We don't want to um, scare our clients with any of the complexities of, of blockchain implementations. All they see is uh, very um, uh, well understood things like web interfaces for more technically minded APIs. Uh, everything is very traditional. We hide all the complexities away so that you as, a, as, a, as our uh, client can just concentrate on writing business and, and not tech. And can you give me a, a use case? So um, you said you're talking about sharing data between insurers and reinsurers. I assume that might be, say, in a renewal process maybe when a reinsurer is assessing yes. a book of business? Yes, that, that's a very good example. So, uh, and that is exactly what we have uh, done uh, not too long ago with uh, with a couple of uh, leading um, uh, players in the reinsurance um, space. So, we helped um, Tiger Risk, the reinsurance broker, and uh, Renaissance Re, uh, the reinsurer, to um, simplify the process of uh, passing over. Uh, deal exported data as a part of a deal renewal process. Hmm. And it seems that this, like this type of uh, this idea of yours, it, it, it's not necessarily limited to insurance. I suppose there's lots of industries that would have to share uh, uh, different types of data with with various parties. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, we work in the insurance industry because we understand this industry. Um, once we have success in, in this area, we do have plans to, to expand to, mm. to other industries because we have very clear um, use cases in, in banking, uh, finance, uh, and even even much, much more e- easier to understand uh, B2C use cases. One example, one, one thing I'm just thinking about now at a very, very um, simple level is, so for example, a business might, uh, any business might have a, a an insurance policy, say it's a hotel, for example, and um, their insurer will issue a claims experience on a certain date to that person's broker. Um, and, is it, and then that will then go on to the client. And I'm just wondering if there's anything you know, at that very basic level of where um, uh, your technology would sit in, because I suppose it is just one one type of thing that is shared between consumers, brokers, and insurers. Is there anything there that I I can? I'm just trying to wrap. Just just trying to think about it in terms uh, in familiar terms, really. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so. That, that, that's a very interesting uh, case, uh, and let, let's talk about this a little bit more. So, if you think about a um, traditional approach to, to data in general, not even insurance industry, but to, to any interaction between an individual and, and a service provider, this model is probably several thousands years old. It's uh, an individual coming to a provider, and provider will be asking 
a, num- like a number of questions or mm-hmm. asked to fill out a form. And uh, after the data is collected, uh, the data will reside with provider, um, not with the individu- individual. And if there's a need to get back to the individual, the provider will do that and the claim process or, or loss adjustment or any other activity will happen after after that. So um, in the modern world, uh, we believe that this model is at least not the only one and, and this model has to change and will change, especially with all the recent uh, attention uh, around um, data privacy and, and data protection mm. and, of course, GDPR. So instead of uh, having these uh, very defined roles where uh, data which technically belongs to uh, the individual uh, gets collected and accumulated somewhere else, what if we think of the world where um, I, as uh, a policyholder, um, would have full custody of all the data which I provided and if I do make a claim, pretty much the, the majority of the data artifacts which will be used to process this claim will also be not just uh, available to uh, the insurer or, 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 or the broker or the agent, but to everyone with uh, the ownership ownership of this data staying with whoever owned that data at the time it was produced. So then next time, if somebody wants to look at this data, we're not talking about um, uh, some kind of uh, long and difficult process of of, uh, making this data available to specific new party, but simply as an act of sharing. Uh, so me as a policyholder, if asked next time, did I have any claims in the last 12 months or five years, I don't need to answer this question. I can just share the, the actual data. At the granularity, I feel um, appropriate and the job will be done. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I'm reminded of when I worked, uh, when I first started working in, in insurance, which is in 2007, and uh, still using paper files, and there's lots of information getting lost as a result of that, you know. Someone might yes. put it, in, you know, under the wrong letter, or pieces of paper may fall out. Uh, sometimes pieces of paper may be deliberately removed, potentially, or are uh, added in. And it seems that with the type of technology you're talking about, it seems it pre- prevent those types of problems. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's you're a, very right. Yes. And is, so, I mean, is it a permanent record then? So, like the. So and you can see what the data may may look may have looked like at a particular point in time, and then and revisit it say on in two thousand seven what did it look like and and then revisit it at another date to see what it looked like at that time and how it changed. Yes, exactly. So it's permanent; it's immutable, so it cannot be changed, um, and uh, it can be made available to external parties in the case of investigation or, 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 or some, some legal activity or uh, the regulators taken in. So it doesn't have to be uh, shared up front, but um, on a need-to-know basis, if, if there is a case that some, somebody else who was not involved in that transaction in the first place needs to look at it, 
they will have an absolute certainty that uh, whatever picture was available back then when something happened, they will have exactly the same picture. And is that where uh, cryptography comes into place? So like it is encrypted at that point in time and it um, cannot be decrypted? Yes, it's a combination of uh, cryptography and, and the, the ledger components. So ledger is, is literally a sequence of, of records. But uh, we can tell with absolute certainty that specific record existed or didn't exist at a certain point of time. Therefore, we get these um, almost magical properties at some stage. And um, when, when you talk about the ledger, so I, I'm imagining in my head like uh, thousands of computers around the world uh, with, the, say, the same record on it. And say if one of them is different, well, then we know that the record has been um, tampered with in some way. Is, is I don't know, is that in any way accurate? Um, I, I think... Um I think it is accurate, um, but we need to make a distinction here between um, public and private blockchains. Okay. Um, at the moment, um, the general consensus in the industry that the the, the real uh, use case for using uh, blockchains or, or DLT technology in the insurance industry is about using private blockchains. Okay. Um, so, so, so that would mean a, re, a reinsurer. Case, uh, the the uh, the requirements uh, and expectations around uh, um, how uh, the ledger will be uh, will be used and known are slightly different because we're not talking about we're not talking uh, um, about a large amount of actors which we don't know they're they're anonymous that we don't have any trust in those actors, but we're talking about a network of business partners uh, where we have very reasonable um, belief that uh, these actors will will act in, in, in good faith and, and, and therefore uh, a lot of assumption may be simplified. And, and is that you're drawing a distinction there between some of, some of the maybe the controversial issues around um, um, uh, Bitcoin and that in that you know it could be used potentially for uh, by organ by organized crime uh, because it is anonymous and it is open to everybody. Yes, um, that's right. And um, you know, if if we don't talk about um, payments and 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 and, and uh, virtual currencies, um, thinking that fifty one percent of the insurance industry is some um, somehow will decide to disrupt themselves and, and, and change something um, and alter records. No, that's a, that's it's a very difficult thing to imagine. Uh, it almost doesn't make much sense. Um, so of course um, this is a complete oversimplification, <laughs> but it gives some um, some flavor of of differences uh, between uh, an industry network and and uh, a completely anonymous network. Cool, um, and then, <clears throat> and then another just application of insurance. I've, so I've heard the term uh, smart contracts uh, been thrown around, and I believe there's that is an application of blockchain. And uh, well, first of all, is that right? <laughs> and then, base and you know, seen as a the contract of insurance, uh, could that be? Could that also be? Um, sorry. Um, 
Could the con- the traditional contracts of insurance uh, be made into smart contracts? Um, okay, so first of all, what is a smart contract? Smart contract is um, a piece of code, an algorithm, which which runs uh, on the blockchain, and uh, it uses uh, mostly the data which exists in the blockchain as an input. Therefore, um, any participant of the network can confirm that this specific algorithm using specific inputs produced a specific output. So we don't need to argue whether this output was correct or not. So this is the the, the power and magic behind uh, smart contracts. Um, So it's, it's not literal contracts. No, it's not really a contract. Uh, <laughs> okay. as, as, as someone uh, said uh, a while ago, smart contracts are neither uh, contracts nor they are smart. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. There's a certain, um, certain true in that. In that um, I think it's funny. I I, I heard both those those two words together, and I just came up with uh, something completely different. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I I tend to think of uh, smart contracts from a very pragmatic perspective. Um, smart contracts are, are just algorithms that the programs uh, which which run on, on, on top of uh, of this um, um, consensus based uh, state of the world and therefore we, we get very specific um, value out of it but it's always useful to remember this is just code it's just code and uh, it has uh, all the pros and cons of, of being just a piece of software. So going back to your second question, can we turn uh, an insurance contract into a smart contract? Um, I think the answer would be that in 80% of cases, we probably can. I believe that uh, we cannot fully automate this process because there's always going to be uh, the... So some level of, of uncertainty, uh, which will require human um, intervention and, and uh, um, legal costs involved and so on. Uh, we all know that um, um, executing insurance contract is not as black and white as just running a program. Yes, exactly. But yeah. certainly, uh, so, so, so certainly uh, to, to a large degree, uh, a lot of uh, vanilla cases can, can be automated that way. And I think it's it's a very interesting area of of, uh, of technology to turn um, legal wording into an algorithm because, uh, of course, the, the, the biggest benefit of an algorithm is that it can be run by machines. It doesn't need uh, as many... Um, smart humans who can concentrate uh, uh, their activity in, in, in some more interesting areas of, of our lives. Like sipping pina coladas and just uh, <laughs> relaxing while the, while the robots do all the work. I'm sure that's exactly what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I meant more about uh, <laughs> being a... a um, a smart underwriter, but oh, of course, uh, yeah. is, is also <laughs> well, that's that's what underwriting uh, is all about, really. You know. Um, so, how was Pip Rate going? You, you said to, uh, before we started, you said you had a you had a pretty exciting week. Um, uh, 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 so, yeah. So, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's it's going well. Um, 
last couple of months have been really, really busy for us uh, because once we um, announced uh, our recent progress with, with the proof of concepts and, and, and uh, our activity in the reinsurance space, we got so much interest from, from different parties uh, inquiring what we do, how we do it, how can we help. And uh, with uh, this interest in mind, uh, we um, are raising another um, round of funding at the moment because we realized uh, we need to grow the team in order to um, process the, the interest and, and uh, make sure that, that we, we can turn it into sales. Yeah. So it's, it's a very exciting time for us. Um, we are also uh, partnering with um, a number of um, um, companies and startup companies uh, in the data provision and analytical space because uh, this is where we really see uh, the value of our, of our value proposition uh, being materialized. It's when we meet. Uh, when you when you merge uh, internal data which comes from a client from from an insurance company with um, smart new data and provide this the most comprehensive view of of the risk. So uh, is is that using like external external data sources, not just what's provided by your yes, clients? Yes, external data sources. Yes. Wow, interesting. Um, and just from your own point of view, what's what's it like kind of switching between uh, CEO mode, you know, and you know, actually doing, I suppose, the job, and then going out and uh, pitching investors. Like, do you do you have to kind of split your brain in a certain way? Uh, yes, it, it certainly has has been a um, interesting journey from um, from so- someone who spent most of the career um, in the corporate world to this. Um, ever-changing world of, 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 a, of a startup um, but it's 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 challenging but it's, it's very enjoyable at the same time because um, um, when when you have passion in what you do um, you, you you see your, your your dreams come into reality and, and this, this is very very self-fulfilling wow and so like before you like started pip right like what what kind of what was the debate in your head at that time about you know uh, about when you're just about or when you're battling with that decision to maybe go out on your own or um, that decision didn't definitely um, uh, come uh, into reality lightly. Uh, I had to um, ask my family uh, and uh, definitely without uh, support of my family, I probably wouldn't have done it. But, but luckily, we were all uh, on the same page about uh, what, what needs to be done. My wife shares uh, the same same passion about um, this kind of vision of the future on data, and uh, it was a reasonably easy decision for us to do it. So, did did you have to sell it to her, or did you, or was it just like, yeah, we're doing this? Um, it was more like, yes, we're doing it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Um, you there was an interest. Oh, actually, um, I heard just back on the subject of blockchain. I, I've heard this ter- this phrase been turned been uh, thrown around a good bit, which is blockchain is the new internet. And I don't know what that means. Uh, what what does that mean? Um. Okay. Um. Well, I think it's a I think it's a fair way to put it. Um. I'll 
I'll give you my version. So when the internet came about, um, there, there were some very specific um, groundbreaking properties of, of, of that network, which made everything uh, so much different for everyone. So, so when, when everyone went online, so it's this ability to um, um, connect globally for any any two parties. This was the the, the biggest achievement of of, of the internet technology. Mm. Um, however, um, as we learned over time, there were some some drawbacks as well because uh, once we became hyper connected. Uh, we we kind of lost it uh, in in the sense of uh, understanding where the information comes from and you know the famous uh, fake news issue mm. and um, the more we uh, went ahead with uh, innovation and technology uh, uh, the, the the bigger uh, became the ratio of uh, um, robotic or automated um, data generation in the internet mm. so we, we we all can look at statistics how, how many uh, twitter accounts are, are real people and how, how many aren't so um with all these things in mind um blockchain comes as a potentially the next page in this uh, in this process when we can actually put a stop to to this activity and start understanding where is the root of, of any piece of news information that we consume on a daily basis, who it belongs to, where it came from. And uh, blockchain is the technology which allows you to build this picture and also uh, it can do it in such a way that nobody can just mess with it and, and change it as they please and, and, and satisfy their own agenda and, and change it. Well, so it makes it uh, less um, manipulatable. Yes, yes, that's well, a good way to put it. Cool. So we might uh, leave it at that. Do you have any parting words, Stan? Um, I would really uh, like to say thank you to to you, Connor. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, InsureTech Radio, and uh, um, after talking to you about your your uh, plans uh, and aspirations in this area um, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing the future episodes great stuff Stan thanks a million alright cheers have a good evening you too bye good luck bye bye